West Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Oh, then you can join the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Let's check out the analytics today. Of course, we got the old United States at the top of the list, followed by Nigeria, Australia, Singapore, Canada, Latvia. We got the Philippines, Norway, South Africa, Kenya, Netherlands, Mexico, Germany, United Kingdom, India, Malawi, and Sweden all checking in this week. Thank you very much for helping us spread that good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. We even have people calling in now, calling in about the podcast. By the way, if you would ever want to call us, 573-216-1871 is the number. You can always call in for prayer if you want to talk about the podcast. That has been happening lately. Love it. Thank you very much. Well, I am hitting this one early today. For those that follow us regularly, then you know, again, I usually do the podcast on Thursdays, and this is Tuesday, really, for the rest of you. It isn't going to matter what day you are listening. It just didn't matter, but uh, it won't make any difference. But a lot going on this week. I had to get this one in, and we are in what has become, and I didn't mean for it to, the longest set of a series of podcasts in our history, and that is Doorways to Deception, recognizing that at times we have believed the lies of the devil and the potential for him to affect our lives when we do so. Now, we're not giving the devil a lot of credit here. What we are doing is identifying things that we do, and uh, that's the deal. He's out there waiting. If you left your house door wide open, do you think some kind of critter could possibly get in? Sure it would. Whose fault would it be? And, you know, we have an enemy who is seeking whom. And if there's a door open, he's gonna. So we want to look at these doorways. That's what we're calling them. Uh, ways that we allow him to come into our lives. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not talking about possession, right? I'm talking about oppressions, where the devil comes in because we bought one of his lies. And in turn, we've now agreed with him. And so now he has found a way to come in and affect our lives in some form or fashion. But again, I'm talking about things we do. We must begin to recognize what he's doing and how he's doing it and the lies that we sometimes agree with and how to shut them off, closing that doorway off and how to keep it closed. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9 says, resist him, meaning we can. He's always seeking whom he may. He can't just do it, but he's always coming by your life, looking to see if there's a way that he can start the devouring process. Keep him looking. Keep him moving right on down the road. Don't have an opening for him. So that's what we're looking to do. And last time that we were together, we started talking about money, 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 and Christians. Well, it would seem that the two together don't blend real well. 
because we've allowed deceptions in uh, this area for a long time. But let me assure you that your God still wishes above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. He wishes above all things. That's a pretty big statement. So, uh, right, we have one side, famous preachers maybe who have built large followings and in that have amassed a huge fortune in, in tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. That's one side maybe. And then all the perceptions that we have of that and, and the ones that have done it well and the ones that have not done it well and the ones that have started out well and fell into some issues. That's one side. You got the other side who are broke as a joke. And they think it's a humility thing to be like that. Two extremes. Uh, but as always, there's a middle of the road. And like anything else, it will and it does. It takes finances to do what you're called to do at any level. And so for some, millions of dollars... Uh, for some hundreds of dollars. Either way, guess what? Same temptations are going to come. There are deceptions on both ends. And we discussed last time the desire to be rich, knowing that God wants us prosperous, maybe right now not really having much or anything. And so the fine balance for that desire for more that I know God wants me to have for the work that I'm called to do, and yet not desiring the riches exactly as we should be desiring him the one who gives us the power to have wealth. Now, that word wealth means something different for everybody, so don't right away just go to millions, millions and millions. Uh, For us here at the Midwest Healing Center, it means debt-free all the time in anything that we do. Debt-free, that's wealth. Bills covered, items purchased that we need, right? But we saw last time there is a deception to fall into, even though God desires something for us in this area, We have to be very careful to be content with where we are right now and use all the resources that we have right now and still be believing for more, but while we're resting in what we have right now, don't let the desire to be rich overtake you in that, well, when I get some money, then I'll do what God said to do. No, no, no. Money doesn't call the shots. God does. All right, so the next thing today, along these same lines of finances, is that once we do begin to see God's prosperity, and I promise you, as you work the biblical principles, you will begin to see God's prosperity. You will. I'm telling you, it's coming. It absolutely is. You're going to begin to see God's prosperity in your life, and when you begin to see that it's happening, you recognize that. It started. I see the blessing, right? You got to be very watchful. I know this one. I know this one. I know this one very well. We have to be very watchful that we don't get satisfied by the riches instead of God. Let's talk about it. Oh, there's some things I want to jump ahead on, but I can't. There's some things I want to tell you, but I can't do that yet. I got to hold back. Deuteronomy 8, uh, 6 through 10. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and the hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of, those, out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. So here we see it's happening, right? They're walking in it, and it's awesome, and it's meeting their needs, and it's so amazing, and it's abundant. And I mean, of course, 
what a realm, right? To, to, to finally get into this and the joy that it must have brought to not suffer, uh, you know, no more suffering and lack anymore. And it says in the end, there when you have eaten and are full, when you are satisfied, I love that he didn't say if, but when, friends, I'm telling you, there's some satisfaction coming into your life. God is, oh, he's so amazing, guys. This scripture, this set of scriptures is you, okay? Just be looking for it. I'm telling you, you're gonna roll into it. I'm telling you, it's coming. I love that he didn't say if, but when, because it's going to happen for you, my friends. When you have eaten and are filled, look at the follow, following warning, though, verses 11 through 14. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full, and you've built beautiful houses, and you're dwelling in them, when your herds and your flocks are multiplying, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, thank you, Jesus, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. So first off, don't tell me that God doesn't want us wealthy. I mean, look at this, my goodness. But beware that when all that happens, right? Because in all that you were believing for, all that you've been praying for, it's coming. And when it lands in your lap and all of a sudden you're sitting back and you've experienced the goodness of it, beware that you do not forget your Lord. It's so easy to get caught up in something. Here's what takes place in my life personally that I've seen. As I've shared with you the struggles of this ministry to do what it is that God called us and the money issues that we had, and then to see God come through time and time again. Where I've walked into the blessing over and over in different areas of this ministry. But it was in the lean times, those lacking times, man, I was pressing into God more than ever. I'm using my faith every day. I'm resting and believing, even though, man, it doesn't seem like it's quite here yet, and I, I'm really just building my faith to see it come. And there were times that I recognized that I quit doing that because, wow, look at the bank account. Wow, I've got more than enough. But then guess what? When it dwindles, oh, God, where, oh God, where are you? God, where, where was the consistent faith? consistent faith. Walking in faith instead of jumping in and out of faith, it became easy to forget sometimes. To not keep believing and thinking because I'm walking in it. It's here. Let me assure you, your money will always fluctuate in ways that you're going to need to always be believing and walking with him and trusting because as things grow and ministry stretch into different seasons, the requirement for more finances to do what you are called to do will arise. Hundreds of dollars used to be fine for us, but as we've grown and stretched into some other areas, we've had to stretch and begin to believe bigger. And I'm talking just in the, in the realm of everything, but finances specifically today. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish, why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. You need to remember that God, as God looks to stretch you to believe bigger, now believe bigger for me and for you will come in stages, right? It used to be 
believe bigger was a tank of gas to get home from college, right? Or, or my bills would be paid. Or God, I need to go on this missions trip. God, I need a, a camera. I need, a, I need TV money to air. I need a computer to now, God, we need that building and, and on and on, right? Different seasons to believe bigger for what God is, is moving you into. You'll always need to remember him through that and how faithful he was at every stage. See, now I'm not believing for 10 bucks anymore. I got to believe for 225,000 for the building that we were in, right? That was where I was. I was, I went from well to that to, oh, I need 225,000 for the building. But now that I've seen that come to pass, no problem. That's nothing because I saw him do it. And I remember, but I can't just rest in that. And all the talents and the gifts uh, that, that we have were given to you by God to help establish his covenant. So do not ever think it's because of what you have to offer in those areas that somehow you got to where you are today. No way, my friends. God's hand was upon you. But that should excite many of you who don't feel like, well, I don't really have anything to offer anyway. Well, that's okay because it's God's hand that is upon you. God's looking for those that he can bless financially to establish that covenant on the earth. I'm one of them. Listen, I claim that today, and you need to claim it today too. I claim that today that God can trust me because I trust him. I've had money, and I've had no money, no problem. To reach this world with his gospel is why God is blessing you. Now, it may be for you personally to do what God called you to do, or it may be that you are blessed to be a blessing to those who are doing it. Could be both. And you've got to keep this in mind because our natural tendencies are to take credit for increase that comes. The deception is, look at me, I made it. I did this, I'm the one who built this. Shoot, guys, you could even say, I'm the guy that had faith for it. I'm the one that did this because I'm the guy that believed for it. I made it happen, I did this, I'm the one that built this. I mean, people are giving to me because it's me. I'm the preacher they like to hear. I'm the guy they relate to, it's because of me. Uh, knock, knock, knock. Deception is here. When you are tempted that way, it means that you have forgotten about your God who brought you from nothing. It is the deceitfulness of riches. But the good news is for those who would humble themselves, God has us a, a powerful and effective way to remind us of his ownership and our stewardship over his riches. Did you hear me? Our stewardship over his Riches. It's not just top, tossing out a little thank you, Lord, once in a while. Deuteronomy 26, 1 and 2, and it will be that when you come into the land, which your Lord God is giving you as an inheritance, and you possess it, and you're dwelling in it, that you will take some of the first of all the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from your land, that the Lord your God is giving you, and you will put it in a basket, and you will go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. Here we go. Let's get all the religious people crying right now. Tithe, tithe. I'm not under the law. I'm not under the old. I'm not. Listen, then your heart is filled with darkness. I don't care law, no law, tithe, offering. You want to call it seed. You don't want to. Why would you not want to give God the first fruits? Giving back unto him. This isn't religion. This is a heart issue. You giving back into whatever it is that God told you to give to. This is your supernatural act of faith. This is that seed, if you will, to sow and to reap. Now listen, I'm going to tell you, 
here's the deal. I'm not going to say that it has to be your church. Now, listen, this is, as a pastor, I'm saying this, right? This isn't popular, and it doesn't make the offerings go up at all. I'm not going to tell you that it just has to be in your church, that 10%. What I am telling you is you be led and you listen to God. What is the first fruits? Why can't you ask him and see what he says about it? The where, the who, the how much. For me, giving isn't a have to. It's not a have to. Giving is I get to. Now I say, you should sow back into what's feeding you. And I believe in that. I believe in that. If it is your local church and that ministry, then yeah, you should want to help them continue by giving into that. Why, why wouldn't you? Or it could be uh, some there and some somewhere else. My point is, and always will be, you've absolutely got to be led by God. And honestly, most are not. They're just doing something. Well, I can just go toss a bunch of seed out there and, and you know, I could, I could go outside and just throw out a, a handful of seed too, but it won't necessarily go where I wanted it to go. And it won't necessarily produce what I wanted it to produce in the areas that I needed it to produce. Okay. Does that make sense? Because I know people that see, I don't, I don't want grass in the parking lot cracks, right? I want it in the yard. I know people that just do that. They're just, well, I know I'm supposed to. And so I'm just gonna, you're just going to throw seed out there. Verses 10 and 11, this is Deuteronomy 26. Now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you will set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you in your house and the Levite and the stranger who's among you. Don't just toss out some money. This is why here I ask for people to come forward in our meetings and give into the buckets as they're led, right? Like we, I don't pass the buckets. I want people to come with purpose. And then I want them to take some time to pray over it themselves because they are giving of a first fruit or what they have. And so I don't pass the buckets in just some general prayer you ought to be speaking over what it is that you're looking for in your own life. And so I have them pray over that for them. God, I thank you for all the good things you did for me last week. And I have a great expectation. God, you're going to do it again this week because you're so faithful. What a great way to make a habit out of this, that you set yourselves to give every week, and then it's at that time that you're going to now be reminded, oh, God, you're so good. Look how you got me out of that last one. Set yourselves to give thanks and to be thankful and trusting and also making your request by faith. Not stressing about it, but by faith, judging him faithful. Guys, go back and look at what it is that God's done for you in the past. Consistent giving. So here's what I would do. And again, now this is just me. When, when the temptation would come in the earlier days of this ministry, to start to fear about finances, and, and this was me. Well, shoot, we're lacking, we're lacking a bit, and, and uh, you know, you don't know this, but so much affects people's giving to ministries. You, you have some who, people just pass away, right? They were givers, like, man, we had some really good givers back in the day, and they just got old and passed away. You got some folks that are like, they do a monthly thing, and then their credit card expires, and they just don't renew it. 
some issue arises in their life, always in an election year. In an election year, people stop giving. Winter seems to sway things. Uh, of course, Christmas, right? Holidays are coming, and so we got to put a little bit back. That affects their giving. Jobs, economy, prophecies from well-known ministers affects people's giving. I'm saying anything and everything affects people's givings. I've seen the trends. So fear would begin to creep in, and so I would say, devil, stop, stop, stop. Stop affecting our finances. I don't fear you. And so I'm going to go ahead and give my employee a raise. How you like that, sucker? And I would. You're not going to tell me, devil, what I am and what I'm not going to do when it comes to finances. You're not going to scare me. And so what I would do is I would hand out raises. Let me tell you this. I'm serious about this. Without giving you the numbers, I guess, uh, I, I am allowed so much money as set up by the board of the ministry. I'm on a salary, okay? And I am allowed X amount of dollars a week right? But what I have done before and often and still do today, I currently take about half, just a little over half of what I'm supposed to get. Uh, that, that's what I, I take because the other half, uh, I pay people here at the ministry because to me, I'm looking at them as good soil and, and I'm not going to put a stress on the ministry. And yet at the same time, I'm not going to sit here getting a salary while others pour into it faithfully and they're getting nothing. And so I'm always looking to sow back into it. So it doesn't come out of the ministry money necessarily as it comes out of my, as I look at it, out of my personal salary that I've decided I'm going to pay by faith right now to others that are here because I, I knew that's what God said to do. And that's what God has done for me is I'm now living off of just a bit over half and uh, ask me what I'm lacking here. I mean, it's easy to be selfish and just say, well, I need the whole thing because I'm due the whole thing. And yet I can rest in this and know that I'm getting just right over half of what I could be taking. And I could tell the other people, you just need to believe for your own, man, that's mine. I'm wanting to sow into this because I believe in it. And I asked these two to act like this was their job by faith, if that's what they were shooting for. And so I'm going to, my side is to, hey, by faith, whatever, whatever they choose to do, my side by faith was to begin to pay them to do it because, devil, you won't scare me. And I'm sowing into that to believe for what? That bigger is coming. So that, sure, eventually I, I could get paid full, but then what? What about them? Now suddenly, what, what if they begin to, this ministry would really have to prosper to see that happen. But that's what I'm believing for, right? I'm sowing now because I know it's coming. And I'm not just tossing it out there. I believed, hey, these are the two I'm supposed to sow into. That's what I'm going to do. That's what we're shooting for. But the devil, you won't scare me. No, I, I, could, I, I could do it out of the ministry finances, but that's not what God said to do. Like I could still take my full pay and tell the ministry, well, and we need to pay them. But that's not what God said to do. I can recognize God's faithfulness in providing for me more with less. Isn't that God math? It just blows my mind, God math. It's, a, it's amazing. So I make about half. But really, I don't see it because I'm blessed in full. Did you hear me? I make half, but I'm blessed fully. 
while I'm sowing into others who are sowing into, I say this place, but not this place. They're sowing into the ministry as well. And I'm talking about the ministry of Jesus Christ. They are sowing into others who are also sowing into this place. And so this kind of giving recognizes that God has brought me into the blessing, and I'm going to give more now than ever, always thanking him. This is the stuff that closes off the doorway to deception and finances. But we have to beware, my friends. Do not forget the Lord your God. It is he who gives you that power to prosper. But know this, he does. He is. You have the power right now to prosper. But do you trust him? Not riches. Do you trust him? He's always going to challenge you to give in ways that, boy, you did not expect. But if you trust him, I promise you'll be fully blessed as you see yourselves walking into that promise. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'll continue to attempt the ridiculous, and I'm going to achieve the miraculous. Oh, <laughs>